Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have David Matthews of David Matthews Outfitters on the line. How you doing, David? Good, good. Glad to glad to be here with you, Jay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, what's the scoop over in New Mexico? That archery season. Uh, I wonder if you even like elk hunting anymore. Man, I'll tell you what, it definitely, <laughs> definitely um, is not for the faint of heart over there this year. Um, it was a grind. It was a grind, but, I mean, we still did we still did pretty good, you know, for, for you know, what, what the cards were dealt. Um, but it was, it was a grind. It was pretty tough over there this year. Let's talk about uh, kind of first, uh, so the listeners know, where were you? I'm sure you were in multiple units, but w- where were you focusing? Uh, this year, mainly, we were focusing our archery hunts in Unit 15 um, and Unit 16A and D, which which are the prime units over there on the Gila. Um, and they were, um, you know, it started, it started very slow, and it did not pick up... Um, you know, uh, very much at all during those hunts. So let's talk about first antler growth. Um, what was your perspective of antler growth compared to other years where you, you know, you've, you've been over there? I think, uh, first off, I think the antler growth was, it was, it was okay. It wasn't terrible, but it's not, you know, it's not our prime years. It's not, it's not awesome. You know, I definitely think there was a hit due to the drought. Um, you know, I think those bulls took a hit to their antler growth a little bit this year. So, What about bugling? Oh, our bugling, um, pretty much non-existent during the first season, which is the September 1st through the 14th. Um, and it started to pick up a little bit on second season, but, uh, but very little bugling in the evening time. Um, during the second seasoning, and you had about, uh, you had maybe an hour or so in the morning to to get in and work in on some bulls. Um, I, I noticed you guys knocked a couple of bulls down. Uh, with the bulls that you were able to get with clients, how, how was your success? You know, our success was, it was down a little bit this year. I think everybody, um, I'm thinking but one guy um, had the opportunity to shoot just a decent bull. Um, you know, the one guy had had no opportunity to shoot, you know, a decent bull at all. So, um, but other than that, I mean, with the, with the, like I said, the cards we were dealt, I think we still fared fairly decent um you know some of them were were grinded out to the last minute on the last day but but we were still able to to knock a few down so as far as years you've seen like is this the toughest year you've ever seen in new mexico or is it you know tied with others or not quite as bad as some this has to be um in my 20 years over there has to be the toughest i've seen it um, I just, it never progressed. It never progressed into what I, what I would say, you know, um, our normal rut action or, or even, or even 50% of, of what our normal rut action is, you know, by the end of archery season. Um, I'm really, really, I'll be really curious to see with these rifle hunts, um, coming up if, if it actually carries into those rifle hunts when, when that time of year they're normally winding down fairly. So you could anticipate you're kind of waiting to see if potentially the 
the youth firearm season and then the, the first and second rifle seasons, do you think there's a chance that there might actually be some bugling just because they didn't do much in September? I think I think if they're going to rut um, this year, I think that it's going to happen during those hunts. Um, you know, um, there's there's a lot of speculation out there on, on why they never on um, why they never really kicked off and, and started going. And and my own thoughts are, um, I mean, I have my own thoughts on it also. And I and I just wonder with with the drought that we were you know that we had. Um, those cows, you know, calving and and not having enough food and enough water. I think it might have. I think it might have. Uh, it might have slowed their pro- their progress, or or even stopped the progress of uh, of of going into estrus this year over there. Um, just because it took everything that they had to to keep those new calves alive this year during that during that drought. Yeah, it's. Um I've been hearing across the board about what you're saying uh, for sure. What about, uh, did you do any deer hunts over in New Mexico, and were the deer-affected drought, uh, you know, was the antler growth affected on the deer antlers? The deer antlers are um, affected also. Um, it's not, like I said, it's not terrible, but it's not, it's not you know, optimal either. Um, but we haven't started our deer hunts over there we've done a lot of scouting for for some of the governor tag stuff over there and and we've turned up some really good bucks just not the just not the one yet um but i think you know that'll come when when a lot of those deer start migrating into some of those really good units but uh, you know as far as what we've seen we do think that the deer have have suffered a little bit from the drought over there also but it's not it's not super terrible antler growth I had a question uh, come in from one of the Instagram followers wanting to know okay. uh, your outlook for the Arizona Strip this year and my, what you're seeing on, on the Strip. My outlook for the Arizona Strip this year is um, across the board, um, it's down. Um, it's, 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 it's down. You know, it's, I wouldn't say significant, but it's down quite a bit. Um, there are still some really good bucks out there. We have some really, really some cool bucks and some big bucks that are, that are still on camera. So there is still a hit list of bucks that, that are going to be over 200 inches. But uh, our hit list of bucks, are, um, our list of bucks that are over 200 inches is quite a bit smaller this year than, than it is generally, you know, throughout, throughout all, all of the other years. Looking forward on your schedule coming up, I know you've just come off a brutal archery season. Um, what is your schedule as far as guiding and hunting uh, over the next couple of months? Uh, I assume you've got some New Mexico stuff, and then, then you'll head to the Strip, or what, what's your plan? Yes, sir. Yep, we'll have, well, we have some New Mexico rifle elk seasons coming up, um, youth and, and, you know, and, uh, you know, the general rifle season over there. Um, after that, we'll, uh, we'll go back to um, the early Kaibab. We've got a couple hunts. And then at the same time as the early Kaibab, we've got some, some of those uh, late 2B rifle deer hunts. And then as soon as those wrap up, then we'll, then we'll see um, the strip for, for both 13B and A. Um, and then once the strip winds up, then we, then we finish up, you know, um, pretty much um, on, our, on our late Kaibab hunts, you know, and then we'll do maybe a couple coos deer hunts in Arizona. But 
that that'll that'll wind up our you know our twenty eight our twenty eighteen season um, along with um, you know pounding it out during the month of December in New Mexico um, looking for a governor tag deer. Gotcha. Uh, you speak of the Kaibab. How's things looking up on the Kaibab? I think the Kaibab um, overall fared better than than um, everywhere else around. I, I mean, antler growth on the Kaibab looks awesome. Um, we've we've got some awesome bucks on trail camera. You know, we've personally seen some awesome bucks on you know um, up there, and I I really think that the Kaibab is going to shine um, over over the strip maybe even this year. Um, I, I just think you know the Kaibab really fared a lot better than than everywhere else. Interesting. Um, let's let's take a quick break here, but I want to ask you uh, dive in a little bit more about the Kaibab. I've got a couple questions. I want to okay. thank the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com Gear Shop, and I want to thank Cody Nelson, who's the new optics manager. And if you have any optics needs at all, binos, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, tripods, etc., you can give Cody, the optics manager at GoHunt Gear Shop, a call at 702-847-8747, extension 2, where you can send him an email that he will answer directly at optics at gohunt.com. I also want to thank kuyu.com for their sponsorship of this podcast, and I want to thank Canyon Coolers. And if you use the J. Scott promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount there at canyoncoolers.com. David, uh, is the Kaibab... In your opinion, has it bounced back? I know it was struggling for a few years, and I've been hearing over the last, say, year or maybe two that the Kaibab is getting better. I'm curious your thoughts on that. I really, really think that the Kaibab has, has turned the corner uh, for the better. Um, both I, the I west see, and the east side? Both sides? Both sides. Both sides, I really think. You know, a lot of those bucks, um, a lot of those bucks on the east side will end up on the west side. Um, you know, just, just as far as the migration route for the winter range. But um, even the east side, it has, has seemed um, in the last five or seven years to, to increase in deer numbers and quality over there on that side also. I mean, there's always been a, a, a few good bucks over there, but now, now you know, we're starting to see um, more, than, more than average um, on, on, on the quality and, and numbers. So... I really think that it's it's turned the corner for the better um, up there on both sides. So looking like at that 12A West, that late hunt, um, with, with the Kaibab turning the corner, is that a hunt that you really, really look forward to? Um, whereas maybe five, six, seven years ago, it was, you know, kind of just another hunt. Is there a lot more anticipation, uh, you know, on years like this? Yeah, definitely, um, definitely a lot more anticipation, especially on a year like this when, when we know, you know, through throughout northern Arizona and northern New Mexico what we're facing deer-wise. It's almost like our our uh, our gym this year, you know, this year as far as getting to hunt big bucks and and the possibility of 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 some big bucks, you know. Um, it, it I really look forward to it. I know last year we we got on and and. You know, we had some opportunity, even with a even with a miss on a giant, you know, that's still alive on the Kaibab. It's just we're we're really really looking forward to the possibility of of that deer plus a few others that we have on camera. Um, you know what 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 they could end up this year down on the winter range. 
That's awesome. A couple questions. I know I've talked to you before. What cameras are you running? Uh, what cameras do you like the best right now? Right now I'm running the Stealth. Um, I've got a lot of the G26s. Um, I really, really like that camera. Um, over the 34 or the G34, the G30, I think um, at close range, um, you know, at, at closer than 15 feet or so, those G30 and G34, um, they kind of whitewashed everything. You know, you don't get to see the definition of the animal's face or any of that. It's just, I mean, the, the infrared, you know, is so bright on it that, that it just turns everything white. And with the G26, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to, to wash it out as bad at close range, and, and you get more definition and those type of things. That's interesting. Here at the Ot 6 Ranch, um, I've got about 150 trail cams, and 125 of them are the G34 Pros. Yeah. And I do notice at night I get a lot of white, you know, white. I, I don't have a lot of experience with trail cams till I got here. Um, it's, you know, totally private, and I don't feel like I'm interfering with anybody's hunt or anything. But I do get yep. a lot of whitewash photos. So these, and the 26, I believe, is an even cheaper camera. So you're saying um, image quality is even better? I, I think so. And, and like I said, I think it's because you have the less infrared. You know what I'm saying? So at closer okay. range, um, or at further range, you know, you can't go wrong with that 34 or the 30 um, at further range because it light, lighted, lights it up a little bit further range. But that G26... Right. When you really, when you got it set in there close, and you're trying to get those real high, high quality um, close-ups, I think the 26, in my opinion, is better. I've got a lot of the 34s and the 30s, and and I've noticed I'll even set them side by side, and I think that the 26 at closer range uh, provides a better picture quality than the 34 or the 30. Uh, obviously, at, at far range, you want that 34. You know, but um, right. at close range, I think I think you can't go wrong with that 26 right now. What do you typically run as far as cards? Um, are you running 16s or, you know, 32s? What are you running in your camera? I, I have most of my cards, I, I would say 50-50 right now. I'm running 8s and 16s. Um, okay. You know, and then obviously in the 4Ks, we're, we're running 32s, but... Uh, but uh, most most of the cards we have, you know, depending on on the traffic that we have, we'll have either an eight or a sixteen in them. Okay. Okay. Um, I know your time's valuable. I caught you on the side of the road. I, I got to um, want to give you a chance to let people know how they can get a hold of you, um, and if you have any available hunts for this fall, please uh, feel free to shout out if you've got any openings or anything you want to fill up. Um, and let people know how they can uh, reach out um, and, and get you. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can reach you can reach me. Uh, the best way to reach me this time of year is probably on my cell phone um, number. To that is nine two eight three zero zero six four zero five. Or and shoot me a text. You know, text text come in uh, more frequent than even voicemails and. And that type of thing. So shoot me a text or a voicemail, um, and and I'll get back as soon as I can. A lot of times we're out in the woods with with no service, you know, especially some places like the Arizona Strip where we may not even have cell phone reception for for three to five days. So um, you know that's probably the best way to reach me right now. Or you could shoot me an email at uh, davidmatthewsoutfitters.com, um, and Matthews is spelt with one T. 
Um, and and those ways, you know, if you guys want to reach out to me in those ways, um, those those will be my fastest response um, as of right now. Uh, we do have availability on, on some of the Arizona deer hunts. Um, if you've drawn and, and you would like to book, um, give us a call, you know, and, and we'd love to chat with you. Even, even, if, uh, even if you guys decide not to book with us, we still love to chat with you. So, Well, David, um, I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and I know your, uh, your old friend that's passed away, Marvin James, I know he'd be super proud of the job that you've done over the years uh, since, since he's not I with us anymore. That. And uh, love following you on Instagram as well, and, and uh, you're just a super, super solid guy, and I appreciate you spending a little time with us. Sorry the New Mexico archery season was a rough one, but I'm hearing across the board most guys are saying it's the worst they've ever seen. Uh, we did. We, we did. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, uh, uh, I'm just excited to see how your deer hunts uh, turn out and, and the rest of your year, and just really appreciate you sp uh, pulling over and, and spending a little time with us and uh, look forward to maybe chatting after the, after the little later in the season and see, if, you know, big governor's tag buck hits the ground and, and uh, some of these other things you got going. Okay. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Everything that you guys do over here at J Scott podcast, it's definitely a for sure. Listen. Thank you, buddy. Thanks so much. God bless. I'll catch you later. Okay. All right. Thanks Jay.